baby gorgeous welcome to bravo and please where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the bravo tv world this is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related so grab your can of goodies and let's get lit Finally, finally, we're back. Welcome to Bravo and Blaze with Jenny Blaze. Thank you for being here. We have a little switch up in our programming this week since I went to the official Vanderpump Rules watch party in New York City, which I will talk about after our Vanderpump Rules Season 10 Reunion Part 3 recap. Before I begin, make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you can be reminded to join in on the interactive chat and see all the wonderful visuals that I'm sharing. However, if you are a podcast listener, don't worry because all episodes are available on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other platforms wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go check it out. Subscribing, reviewing, sharing, liking, and leaving a five-star rating is incredibly appreciated and helps the show to continue to grow. Also, don't forget our social media handle is at Bravo and Blaze on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Thank you, everyone who is following on social media because we've been hitting some milestones on TikTok and on Instagram. Things are moving really fast. It's all happening. Should I get the tattoo like Shayna? Just kidding. Um, also, just as a reminder that this is for entertainment purposes only. This is not your source for world news and facts. I'm simply documenting the emotional journey that Scandaval has led me on, and I'm sharing it all with you. Also, I want to make sure it's clear that although I'm expressing my frustration, making opinions that may not feel good for some of these Bravo loves to hear, just know that I'm simply here to express myself and connect with others who are equally disturbed by what we've all been witnessing. Think of this as kind of like group therapy. But I also want to make it very clear that this is by no means an avenue or vehicle for bullying. This topic got, actually got brought up during the reuni reunion. Lala said, can we stop with the bullying? Like, actually, you know what? Maybe for a future episode, I'll get somebody who specializes in bullying and preventing bullying and see how we can incorporate that into our bravo and blaze world but really i just wanted to my point is i do i do not condone people trying to hurt the bravo lebs in any way physically attacking them obviously is a no-go trying to ruin their lives like let's not do that sending death threats that's an absolute no no i've been saying this for a long time though all that stuff is completely crossing the line that's my opinion these are all my opinions, but let's unpack what we've all witnessed and try to heal. <laughs> but as you know, BravoAndBlaze.com has all sorts of fun Bravo-inspired merch and products from all your favorite shows. We have some Scandaval merch. 
Let me show my thumbnail. Oh my gosh. Raquel, 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 Raquel. <laughs> oh my gosh. I still am like in shock. I can't even process it all. Like Scandaval is just too much. But make sure you check out our Scandaval merch. We have Scandaval notebooks. I'm using them. This is like for real. This is real, real thing here. Also, I wore my diabolical, demented, subhuman track pants to the watch party. So I'll show a picture of that. I got a couple of compliments on them. Um, not to brag, but I'm bragging. It's part of my brand, I guess. Um, also, we have, throughout this Scandaval era, the last three plus months, I've been collecting all of our necessities for our survival in the Scandaval Survival Kit on my Amazon storefront. We have all sorts of things. Way back when we were triggered by white nail polish, I started replacing new colors for you all. So I wanted to mention, because not everyone understands this, when you have an Amazon affiliate store, what happens is if you guys, if anyone, I can do this myself too, Anyone who clicks on my affiliate link, even if you don't buy what's on my store, anything you buy on Amazon for 24 hours after you click that link, I get commission for that. So that's a way that you can interact and engage, I guess. But anyways, go check out the Scandaval Survival Kit. We even have a Galaxy projector there. I know it's triggering for some, but others like it. Lots of stuff in there. Also, I want to mention on Patreon, we are continuing. I know Scandal is kind of wrapping up, coming to an end. We just had the part three of the reunion. There's still one more bonus episode that's coming out on Peacock this week on Wednesday. So I'm going to continue with the live streaming this week for Bravo and Blaze to cover that last episode, the bonus episode. But we're going to continue with Scandaval in our Scandaval Trauma Bonding group on Patreon. We're combing through all of the season 10 episodes to, I don't know, are we like torturing ourselves or is this fun? I, it's for entertainment. It's almost like true crime, to be honest, which by the way, I watched based on a true story last night. It was a really quick, e easy binge and... I couldn't help but feel a lot of parallels being a podcaster, loving true crime, but also like being close to what you're talking about as far as like Bravo content goes. Like I said, I was at the watch party. And so when you have firsthand experiences, I feel like it takes the parasocial relationship to a different state. I'm not saying it's good or bad in either way. I don't even know if I like it. I am testing the waters and my upcoming, I guess, test of this will be um, after Vanderpump Rules is done airing, I'm going to start focusing on Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Not because I met them and hung out with them the other night, but because I actually did hear that it people are loving it. So I am very interested in it. Also, I saw bits and pieces. I know there's someone who's biracial. I'm biracial. I know, like, it's different. We have different, you know, ethnicities. But being bi biracial in general, no matter what you're mixed with, 
I feel like it's an experience that not a lot of people talk about in mainstream pop culture media. Like it's very like binary still when we are talking about race, I feel like in pop culture, but I'm hoping that, you know, we can change that someday. So anyways, yeah, after I'm going to continue with scan of all trauma bonding on Patreon, but also I'm going to start posting, um, while I watch Martha's Vineyard with a new lens. Cause this is the first time I've ever met a cast before watching their show. So I don't know what that's going to be like. This could be weird. But anyways, also on Patreon, we have another tier for all behind the scenes on content creation, how Bravo and Blaze started from nothing to now here we are. And I have other offerings on Patreon. If you're in interested, you can also DM me directly. I don't want to waste any more time because we need to get into all of this scandal. I just want to remind everyone, um, Bravo airs their version on Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern. And their version had 54 minutes, 26 seconds of footage. Then the following morning, 6 a.m. on Peacock on Thursday mornings, Peacock is releasing their uncensored pumped up version. And for part three, the footage, the full length footage was one hour, seven minutes and 35 seconds. And I did a little bit of math. And it turns out that there's 13 minutes and nine seconds of extra footage on the Peacock version. So I just want to make that clear because we're international. Also, shout out to my Aussies because you guys brought yourself back up to number two. I love it. I love it. Um, so I don't know exactly. I think you can watch Vanderpump Rules on Hayu, and also somebody mentioned my flixer i don't know all the ways that everyone watches it outside of the u.s but i'm giving you all my perspective and when i walk through things i'm gonna i'm gonna assume you you guys all know or have seen the full version okay also there were 12 clips that were included 12 separate clips that totaled up to that 13 minutes of extra footage. But just so you guys know, because I think what I did was I posted all the clips on my Instagram and TikTok. And the feedback that I've been getting is like, why wasn't this included in the original version that Bravo aired? And I'll be honest with you, like, I don't know if I love it. I don't dislike it that they're doing these multiple versions from a business standpoint. It makes complete sense. And now Peacock is following suit with Real Housewives of New Jersey. So that's cool. Anyways, let's go into this. All right. So part three, this is where Raquel finally enters the stage. Wait, let me, I'm going to switch my screen. I took a lot of screenshots, but... I'm not going to walk through every single one of them. I just thought it was interesting when she's walking out onto stage. Like, I'm just imagining in her mind, she must have went into like pageant mode. Like, 
you know, like take a deep breath, chin up, walk straight, walk strong, confident, whatever, shoulders back. I just, I don't know. That's what was going through my mind. But, you know, she comes on and says, I owe a lot of people an apology. I'm not going to go through all of this stuff. This is where I'm going to, it'll take way too long. So <laughs> the first thing, one of the first things that they ask is about the girls trip. And um, in the extended version, Andy asks Katie, like, why did you invite, you know, her, Raquel, but not Shayna when Shayna's used to, her reasoning was like, Shayna's the one who was encouraging this makeout with Schwartz. So she didn't want to invite Shayna because of that. Meanwhile, Raquel literally asked Schwartz to make out, yet she's at the girls trip. So it did it was kind of weird, but whatever. Raquel immediately says, like, how uncomfortable she was on that trip. And right away, like, she came out and she gave, like, a blanket statement of kind of, like, this soft apology to everyone. Um, but then when the first topic came up and it was her turn to talk, you could tell she was ready to fight. <laughs> And I mean, like, you know, like, quote unquote, fight, meaning she was ready to stick up for herself, try to be confident in what she was saying, who she is, what she knows, whatever. But obviously, like, the entire reunion while she's out there, she looks like nothing looks genuine. It seems very, like, programmed, robotic. I did get a sense that she was trying to like rationalize her behavior or stick up for for herself but it was so I and this is where I'm like I don't know did Tom brainwash her and manipulate her so much to her detriment that she was walking in there with a false sense of security because <sighs> that's also diabolical of him to everything he's done to everyone including Raquel, is just diabolical. And I don't think for one second he was coaching her or anything he tried to manipulate, getting their story straight. I don't think any of that was for her benefit. I think it was all for Sandoval. It was all to make him look good and to make his stories look straight. And I feel bad for her, to be honest, now that I say this out loud. But... It was bad. Um, she tries to stick up for herself by saying how uncomfortable she was. Then, you know, they talk about, oh, you made that nasty comment or whatever. And she's, she didn't take accountability for it, really. She just kept saying, like, I was so drunk. She reiterated how drunk she was as if that's an excuse. And that's when Andy's like, you know, sometimes the truth comes out when we're drunk or whatever. And... This is where it was disappointing to see that Raquel really was thinking she was going to be able to win this battle or something of like, oh, I can just say this and they'll totally be okay with it. Like, no, none of these, oh, man, I feel bad for her. Like she had a false sense of security going out there. And there were parts where you could tell, like, Tom did not have her back. He was not even looking at her, just kind of like, 
you're on your own, you're, you can fend for yourself to use all this stuff I, I coached you on, but at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, you're on your own. That's kind of the vibe that I was getting and it was gross. But, um, you know, Lala was pretty active in this first segment where, you know, they're talking about the mistress comment, Oliver and things like that. And Lala is just so funny to me. And I know like Lala gets a lot of hate and they, people still call her a mistress. And like that is kind of tired. And I'm, I feel like that's not a good if you're gonna try to dig Lala today you can't really say mistress because I I don't know parts of it I feel like maybe she did know a little but also I think she was really manipulated by Randall as well I don't know there's kind of like a fine line of how much she was complicit or not but Anyways, I just think it's funny because she doesn't really have a leg to stand on. and But she goes so hard on people when she doesn't really need to. Like this whole scan of all moment, she really could have just sat back and been quiet. And just, you know, focused on her upcoming scandal that's coming out and how people are... I think there's more to come for Lala and I don't think she's safe from taking the heat. So I don't know. It's just funny to me that she's just so full of conviction and like, I don't know, maybe her aggressive nature is also making me feel like she actually really does have trauma from Randall, which means that she really was manipulated. And I guess you could be complicit and still traumatized, but... I don't know. Anyways, at this point, it was just funny because she's like saying that Randall's ex, Amber, and her are such good friends that she considers her family, which maybe that's the case. But then she starts talking about Oliver's wife, ex-wife or whatever, and how they are dear, dear friends and she won't speak on that. And everyone's like, with her? And she's like, yeah. And she says it so like, matter of fact and they're like the one that you just met after this happened with Oliver she's like yes <laughs> I just find that to be so funny but I don't know the conversation continues obviously they're talking about how this all came to fruition Raquel saying like her she had a real big mindset shift or shift in mindset that made her not think about other people and that she was being selfish. And that's when Ariana's like, uh, that doesn't even begin to explain. And that's when she goes into the diabolical, demented, disgusting, subhuman. <sighs> you could feel, you could feel it from Ariana in that moment. But I love how Lala and James just tell Tom to shut up and Tom surprisingly same thing this is where these two have some balls to think that they can come in here into this reunion and try to rationalize their behavior and like Tom actually tried to step step into the conversation as if he had any leg to stand on and it's just like oh my god shut up Tom and really it was well deserved I know that people are saying like 
oh, James was being so immature, blah, blah, blah. But really, like, it almost seemed, like, warranted and, like, acceptable in that moment because it is ridiculous and just insane. But he's trying to, Sandoval's trying to rationalize throughout this whole reunion, until the end, obviously, he's claiming that they only hooked up one time and that it is a huge, huge difference between having like an actual affair. He even goes as far as saying like, well, what does mistress even mean as if that matters? Because he was hung up on sticking to his story of we only hooked up one time. And he went as far as saying like, you know, I have a friend, I won't say their name, but, you know, we have times when we're single, we both hook up, and then, you know, like, we hang out, and it's no big deal. And the first thing I could think of is, when has this man been single? Because we've seen him with Ariana for the last almost 10 years, and then right before that, he was with Kristen. This man just keeps digging <laughs> oh my gosh I am dying to know what Mickey Rourke hands thinks but anyways um whew. then in this first segment Andy's asking like you know what about he brings up that conversation between Raquel and Ariana when she's asking about their sex life and they're claiming at this time they only had, like, slept together one time. But now we know they were sleeping together this whole time. And even Lisa's like, how could you speak to her after sleeping with her? You know, like, it was so crazy. And Raquel's only excuse was like, oh, I cringe so hard. Like, what? How is that? I don't know. Whatever. I thought it was weird, but... Tom goes and, like, he just tries to throw out anything. He's like, there's no logic to this. And it's like, we clearly, he's like, yeah, so there's no logic or explanation to this. And ugh, he's just awful, awful, awful. But when the Mistress Bimbo Vibes conversation came up, they started talking about, or Raquel started saying, you know, Lala was being a hypocrite like she, again she tried to come to the fight she tried to actually engage but her weapon of choice was just it's not strong enough in this scenario for what they have done that everything she said she came to the table with they shot down immediately and you know they get into like lala and james's past and that's where it like it's funny, again, going back to Lala being so entertaining to watch because she has no leg to stand on when literally she did sleep with Raquel's boyfriend and is like, I shouldn't trust you. And like, Raquel was trying to like articulate the logic of why she shouldn't trust Lala around her man when literally Lala slept with her man and Lala tried to just be like, so get over it. And Lala didn't really have any argument there, but she just, she won anyways because Raquel just couldn't articulate enough like how, 
how it makes complete sense that she wouldn't trust Lala around her man. But then also Lala rationalizes it as in like, oh, that's when I was drinking and which I mean, I get it. She's sober now and maybe that wouldn't happen now, but maybe it would. Who knows? You, We can't blame everything on the alcohol. So I don't know. It's just I find that kind of interesting. But moving on, we go into, you know, Andy asking Schwartz about the kiss and ugh, Schwartz tries to like make light of it by making a joke like, oh, technically they weren't, they weren't friends at the time or whatever. And it's like, oh my God, shut up, Schwartz. But he says, um... Andy brings up Terry Maloney and they have this extended clip showing, you know, the flashback of Terry explaining like how upsetting this is, you know, to see Katie going through this. How could you ask Schwartz to make out when Katie has been very clear about how this hurts her? And I just still can't believe how much disrespect just got brushed over like the disrespect towards Terry Maloney is unacceptable and I find it appalling like it's disturbing to me and maybe that's just the way I was raised because Koreans don't play you we have to use different words to speak to people who are older than us okay so I just can't comprehend that. But in this moment, this is when, you know, Ari, she's trying to justify herself. Raquel, like, I can't even, I can't even, like, recap Raquel's defenses because they were just so awful. I don't even remember. Like, it's not even worth repeating. But, you know, Ariana at this point calls her a see you next Tuesday. And I swear that NT was so enunciated that I could like feel the pain. I could like feel the untiness. It was a lot. Um, also, I want to take note of this. I love James Kennedy and I know there's like some, some like information going around about him that's painting him in a bad light. I haven't like looked into that. So I'm choosing to ignore that for now. But I did think that it was interesting. They made a point to leave in this scene where Andy gave James a chance to confess to infidelity during his relationship with Raquel. And they even showed like the different flashbacks and occurrences of these girls confronting James, one of which was at Coachella. And stay tuned for more on Coachella because I'm working on putting together something to show how disturbing Coachella is, why we should be concerned. But anyways, then Andy goes into, you know, asks or bringing up the time that Richella was brought up. Another Richella, Coachella, ugh. But uh, James obviously threw his drink in Schwartz's face and I don't know. We already know everything about this. Like, James is obviously upset because he worked really hard on his DJ career. It means a lot to him. And to bring up this really awful time, Richella, in the same sentence, like, was just, it was in poor taste. And I think 
a lot of that has to do with Schwartz's just like social awkwardness. Like he sa always says the wrong thing. And I wonder if it's like maybe some kind of something on the spectrum of like he has a hard time controlling his filter. Like he is smart in a way like that he goes to, he thinks of all these things, but then the worst case scenario, he instead of filtering himself and not saying that, he says it. <laughs> and that's why Schwartz is a wussy pussy, but one of the reasons. But moving on, um, I love, Allie was not really in this episode, but there was a scene of her fanning out to Shayna over the, the Jonas Brothers pizza commercial, and I just want to reiterate how much I love Allie Luber, and I think that she is, whether her and James should be together, or whether she dated James to get on the show, whatever. I don't really care about any of that stuff, because I love Allie Luber. <laughs> I think she's great. I met her in person. Her energy was so, it felt very genuine, felt very sincere. I didn't get any like fakeness versus in contrast, I was around Raquel during BravoCon. This is why I'm so like even more disturbed because they were having the affair during this time. But the Tom Schwartz rumor was going on. At one point, Schwartz and her are sitting right next to me. I like see them in my peripheral and I remember feeling whatever that rumor is between Schwartz and Raquel, that is bullshit because just secondhand energy, I could feel there was no sexual tension at all, no sexual chemistry between them. If anything, it felt forced and weird and she felt very lurky. At one point he just got up and it wasn't like, you know, when people like excuse themselves or they're like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Like he just got up and walked away. And so she was sitting by herself, not even with her phone out, but just sitting there like smiling. Like, oh my God, it's so creepy. It's creeped out. But I did not introduce myself to her because the energy I felt was just something was not right. And now we know that they were having an affair and they were being like, not just having an affair, but trying to like fuck with Katie with the Tom Tom shirt down in the front row with Ariana during the Tom Sandoval and the most extras concert or whatever that I'm glad I didn't go to. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I just, this is a lot. <laughs> but then also in this next segment, they talk about, you know, how there was an open relationship rumor. Schwartz said that he thinks the origin story is from when there was a rumor that Tom and Ariana hooked up with Billy Lee at one point, like they had a threesome. And then Schwartz, of course he does this, he decides to bring up the time that Lala and Ariana hooked up in the backseat of the car with Tom driving or whatever. And to me, like, I feel like Schwartz is trying to... He was trying to almost mitigate or trying to ease the tension in that moment. But he also, I feel like by him bringing up the Lala thing, showed his true colors of how he like uses 
things against women. I don't know. I just didn't like it. The feelings that I got, I was like, Schwartz is such an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> that was just the way I was feeling. But Ariana said, we have never had a threesome. So then they go into, you know, that night at the Abbey. And it is just lies, 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 lies. Tom Sandoval could not lie anymore in this moment. First, he lies about saying, oh, we weren't, in, we weren't having an affair. Like, he didn't say the word affair, but he said, like, it wasn't going on during that time, which we know is a lie. And he was trying to say, like, it happened one time before that. And this was, he was trying to say, like, that encounter, that, that incident was platonic between them. But I don't believe that for a second because... He also says, or they, Shana's in the trailer with Allie and they're comparing stories and Allie said, no, they were there. We showed up. We were like, oh, they're already here. But then noticed that nobody else was with them. So then James had a table with his dad and with Allie and they invited them over because James is a cool guy. <laughs> like Tom was so mad that he was, that James had a table. He's like, oh, you got a table. Like, you get one, you're showing your cards, dude. Like, clearly, because you didn't have a table, you feel like less than because you're trying to tear James down for having a table. That's just the way I see it. But he goes on to say, like, no, every at one point he said, Oh, we were there with everyone. Then another time he says, No, we were with James and Allie. And James, is like, no, you weren't. You were already there and you guys were dancing on the dance floor. And he's like, why would I do that? You know how fast that would get back to Ariana or whatever. And like, it was just gross. It was, he just lied straight to his teeth. And I get like, I feel like I can forgive or like be more, lenient about lying if someone is caught off guard and like trying like is panicking like I don't think lying is okay obviously ever but I almost feel like I could accept it a little bit more if it's like on the spot and they're like just pure panicking versus lying after having premeditated coaching sessions and analysis and coming, getting your story straight. So that type of lying is like just straight up premeditated and nasty, right? But then on top of it, doing this on camera where we have actual proof and like multiple people's stories that we can connect. He clearly doesn't watch true crime because the evidence is there. Judge Jenny speaks. Just kidding. Um, so yeah, that the whole Abby thing is just ridiculous. But then Coachella is brought up again. And for those of you who, who may not have been caught up in all of the other ancillary Scannival podcasts, which by the way, I have a Spotify playlist for all of the Scannival ancillary podcasts. So go check that out. I'll put the link in the show notes. But Nima from Shaw's Sunset was on Shana's podcast 
And turns out the person who Raquel told that Sandoval said they were in an open relationship in the hot tub at Coachella, she told that to Nima. Because don't forget, they dated for like a week. And I remember hearing that in the moment I was like, oh, because I'm sorry. I just don't like Nima. <laughs> Something about him just annoys the shit out of me. I cannot. Something about him triggers me. And when I heard that they were dating, I was like, oh, good. Like, go together. Just like, whoa. But <laughs> Nima is the one apparently who, like, stopped dating her because he thought she was weird or something. So, anyways, they, like, stayed friends or whatever. And Raquel told Nima, he said this on Gina's podcast. So, this is, like, firsthand eyewitness account testimony from Nima on shenanigans and in the reunion they just denied 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 the whole thing or she did and I found this part so interesting one because it's at Coachella you know how I feel about Coachella scary place <sighs> Tom Sandoval's playground predatory playground but uh I just thought it was kind of crazy how Ariana was like, yeah, she told she told someone that you said that we were in an open relationship. And then her response was, I would rather hook up with Ariana. And when those words came out, Tom's face, he was like, like, he looks so mad because I feel like he hadn't heard that yet that she actually probably did say that to Nima and I think he got mad at Raquel for saying that in that moment because he looked at Raquel like like you said that about me like you would rather make it with Ariana than me and I, I don't know I just felt like he was telling on himself but oh gosh this is just so messy the conversation goes into, you know, why couldn't you make it stop, Raquel, or whatever. And she's like, I couldn't resist. And he's like, so you're in love. And she's like, yeah. And she looked like she was going to cry. And then he asked Tom, and Andy goes, Tom, you are in love? <laughs> and Tom gives another long pause. And... He says, sorry, uh, I am, which I don't believe, obviously. <sighs> I don't believe he's in love with her at all. So then, um, you know, people start jumping in at this point and they're yelling like, he's going to do the same thing to you. And Andy's like, oh, you mean like you think he's going to cheat on her? Like, yes, Andy, obviously. And that's when Raquel walks off. So we come back, start again. The Mistress Bimbo vibes comment gets brought up again. This is when, so the I think Andy asked Raquel directly a question about making that Mistress Bimbo vibes comment and Sandoval interrupts, doesn't allow her to answer and says, that's when he's like, 
Well, isn't a mistress when you're already to get like, again, trying to reinforce this idea that they only hooked up once and that at the time of filming, they were not having the affair. So nothing malicious was going on or whatever. Um, and then they talk about the hot tub night and all three of them said that nothing happened. All three of them being Sandoval, Raquel, and Schwartz, because don't forget, Schwartz was there too. Schwartz said that there was no hanky-panky or whatever, but then we find out that they did sleep together. So... I need to know, I need to know, what does Tom Tom Schwartz know from that night? He needs to be re-interviewed and not on Jackson Brittany's podcast where he continues to not take accountability and he tries to distance himself a little bit from Sandoval, but at the same time, he's still trying to not not take any accountability and it's gross and i just ugh 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 grody grody so oh my gosh andy asked tom directly tom have you ever hooked up with raquel in your house sandoval says no immediately we know that is a lie So then Andy starts asking about, you know, how everyone rallied around Ariana after this all broke. And he asked, you know, do you think that it was genuine or do you think it was just for likes or whatever? Or he asked Sandoval, did you think that they were there genuinely or just there for likes and stuff? And this is when, again, you can see how self-absorbed this man is instead of taking this opportunity to be like i'm so grateful for everyone who was there for her and you know like really focusing on that he takes this opportunity to say you know it just really hurt my feelings that you know mutual friends of ours instead of they didn't even text me and they just went straight to making funny memes and honestly all i could think of is ryan bailey in that moment <laughs> I don't know if Ryan texted him first, but he definitely started making memes. And, but once again, we see that Tom is just, he cannot stop focusing on himself. He's like totally missing this opportunity of like, hey, use this as being sincere and showing how grateful you are that Ariana is not completely destroyed right now. And that's when, you know, <sighs> hold on, I'm, I'm skipping around now. <laughs> uh, I just, oh, Sandoval talks about himself. Schwartz tries to interject to try, I think he could see where Tom Sandoval was going with this and making it about himself. So then he starts talking about like the juxtaposition of like, the worst thing in the world happening to like, and he kept saying like, you were humiliated. And Ariana made a point like, I was not humiliated. Humiliated. They are humiliated. 
And he's like, oh, what's the juxtaposition like? You know, everyone rallied behind you. And like, you know, he just, it was gross. Even James was like, really, bro? And they're like, yeah, cool, cool. And, you know, this is when she breaks down and says, like, without that, she doesn't know how she would have gotten through it. And it was, it was everything for her. And I hope Schwartz felt like a piece of crap in that moment because he should have because I was just it was gross why why turn it around like that in that moment just ugh, they don't know how to read the room they don't know but I love James right before they go to the next break James is like oh and Raquel by the way Allie is an upgrade or something let me see if I can find it Hold on, let me see, let me see. Fake tears. He even wore the white nail polish for the reunion. We had to watch that for like three episodes. And he's still wearing it now, isn't he? Oh, this is where he goes. Okay. For the record, Raquel, when you call Allie a replacement, watch your effing mouth because it's not a replacement when it's clearly an upgrade. Okay, <laughs> James. All right, so this next segment, this is when they finally bring up the Halloween costume. Okay, and they spent like one minute on this. When I think this is the most craziest part of all of this. Ariana says, or Andy is like, you know, Sandoval, last Halloween, you actually dressed up as Raquel. Ariana says, yeah, I helped you do it. Andy's like, you never felt like that was brazen or that you were leading the witness. And Lisa interrupts and I swear this is like the best part of all of this. She's like, hold on a second. You went at Halloween as Raquel after they slept together. You see her face. She's like. Wait, what? And <laughs> Ariana's like, yeah, demented. And Lisa's just like, what? That's, what? <laughs> why would you do that? I mean, why would you do any of that? But why would you do that? <laughs> Her face. <gasps> Lisa, look, she's just, <laughs> but why would you do that? Oh my god! And James is yelling because he's a fucking creep. Because he doesn't give a shit about anything. He's a creeper. He goes, it was just an a thing online. By the way, shout. I don't know if this is shout out. I don't know what to call this, but props to Pump Rules fans on TikTok and uh, Instagram. They actually put together the BravoCon fangirl like joke when this was going on and that's where they got this idea. So I don't know if we should thank Pump Rules fans or blame them, but <laughs> you made it. Um, like this just is wild. So he's like, oh, it's just a thing online. And Katie interjects, she goes, and it was also a dick move to mock me because I called her a fangirl. And if you guys go back, I remember when these days were going on, these are the best days of our lives. 
Um, Katie was calling her a groupie because she was wearing the Tom Tom sweatshirt and following them around like a puppy dog. And I can corroborate that story because I saw it firsthand as well. And Katie's like, she's a fangirl. And she said, started as a fan of the show and now a fan of Tom's. And on social media, yeah, people were like reposting it. I may, I may even have it somewhere in my stories. Um, but Ariana even re reminds them, you know, like, you're both in the front row. You can see how he's like, he's singing to Raquel. There's Raquel. Look at his body language. He is not facing Ariana. He is facing Raquel. Ugh. And then they just move on. Okay. We're going to get into this some more in our Scandal Trauma Bonding Group because... And go to my Instagram account because I have the I have clips of the audio from Earth to Ariana from October 25th, 2022, which is six days before Halloween. Tom Sandoval was Ariana's podcast guest and for that month. And they were talking about Halloween. And they were saying, like, oh, we have some plans. Oh, we can't give everything away. Oh, um, Tom, you call yourself a Halloween connoisseur. Give us, you know, your top tips for the best Halloween costume. And he was like, you know, it's not like being like the most flashy or like getting the most like extra thing or whatever prop and costume. He goes, it has to be authentic. Authentic. Guys, this is the level of twistedness that we're working with okay ariana was with them that night there are videos from that whole night that are were on raquel's stories okay don't forget when scandal broke i don't think raquel has posted anything since scandal but she also hasn't deactivated anything either and she didn't take anything down okay like, I'm not trying to help people get away with scams, like scandals or scams, but I would think that you would like deactivate and take everything down, get rid of all the proof. But I find it wild that she didn't delete anything. And then on top of it, at one point, she deleted all of her story highlights because she had one full story highlight that lived on her Instagram account that was just for Halloween just for this occasion and I recorded it obviously because I was like this is evidence we can't let it go away and she left it up there until recently she deleted all of her stories story highlights except the Halloween story highlight and it was the only story highlight that was up for like a week or two and then she finally took it down. But go check out my Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or whatever and you can go see it all. But there's more to this. And I'm, I was just shocked that we moved on so quickly. But anyways, um, Andy asked Tom, have you... Um, oh, no. They talk about the lightning bolt necklace. She basically confessed like, yeah... Oh my God, it's, ah! 
Remember when this all broke? They said they have matching lightning bolt necklaces to symbolize their love. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Andy's like, is does that mean what we all think it does? And she said, yeah, it was significant to who he became in my life. She goes, I know that's not what anyone wants to hear. And they're like, I don't understand this because you knew it was on camera. Oh, Lisa was saying that. And she's like, just like you having a conversation with Ariana. She's like, I know. And Lisa's like, it's almost like you were acting out like some weird charade. James, so gross, so gross. And Lisa says, it's almost like you were in your mind. You're in some pageant where you were acting a part. Competing with these other women. James, she ain't going to win this pageant either, Lisa. She doesn't win those. <laughs> she just says, I was cringing so hard. Oh, God, I'm cringing at that response. Ariana's like, you should be cringing every fucking second of your life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lisa's still going on. I do have to say, Lisa is funny when she like continues on her rants. Like she doesn't, she doesn't stop. Like that time with Lala where she's like, you must have known something about Randall. And she's like, I don't. And she's like, not a thing. <laughs> this is kind of the same thing. And Lisa's like, how did you feel when you looked in her eyes? This person that has loved you and defended you. Raquel said she feels like a piece of shit. They're not buying it. They're like, you feel nothing. You're an empty vessel. Lisa's like, that's on camera. <laughs> to me, that's the most mind-boggling gobsmacking. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Lisa's cracking me up <laughs> like, this is the most astounding piece of film I have ever seen <laughs> uh, Tom Sandoval in this moment goes you know we don't really have time to like process this yes you did yes you did don't even he's like we made a mistake you didn't make a mistake you were deceptive for a long period of time. There is a difference between making a mistake one time by accident and like having deep regrets and facing the consequences and taking full accountability and bettering yourself. There's a difference between that and making this part of your character. This is a pattern. You were sleeping together multiple, multiple, multiple times. For a long time. They try to act like it didn't happen. They they didn't want to hurt anyone. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Uh, good news. Ariana's eggs are not tainted by Tom Sandoval's janky sperm. Thank God. Andy asked Sandoval, have you slept with anyone else since you and Raquel started sleeping together? He says no. And then they're all like, what about that girl in Chicago? What about the girl over here? And he's like, where are you guys getting your information from? And Ariana does one better. She's like, you know what? We don't even need to talk about these other people because you slept with me. And that's when he goes, yeah, she kept her t-shirt on. It was really hot. Dude, this... Are you trying to get popped? 
<gasps> oh my gosh, that's a la-la line if you don't know, but oh my god. They're all like, boo, you suck. This is when Schwartz realizes how awful his life decisions are. He's like, oh my god. So gross, so gross, so gross. He just keeps digging himself in a bigger hole. Wow, 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 wow. And they're like, Raquel, this is who he is. This is, he's going to talk to you like this and treat you like this too. Oh my gosh. Um, so then they get to the part where Andy asks about her name, Rachel versus Raquel. So her birth name, given name is Rachel. There were a couple other Rachels in her class and she wanted to feel special so there was like a ballerina named Raquel so she's like I want to be called Raquel she said her family calls her Rachel but her friends call her Raquel recently go check out my stories on Instagram and Instagram by the way side note if you're over here come join us on YouTube because this IG live is about to end because IG hates me and they cut me off after an hour but come join us over here Anyway, sorry, back to this. <laughs> um, so recently, apparently Raquel's birth mom made a comment on somebody's post saying like, like sticking up for Raquel, saying like, oh yeah, Raquel deserves all this. It was really gross because it was a, it was a post like that was supposed to be positive for ariana saying like she's gotten all these deals or whatever and her mo birth mom said yeah at raquel's expense or something it was grosser than that but i'm just like wow 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 this is giving major major enabler vibes and victim mentality and also why did she call her raquel if we know that her family calls her rachel is she like saying that she's her friend because don't forget her birth mom gave her up to her sister which is Raquel's aunt it's a mess I don't know but <sighs> I don't know Raquel just she doesn't she tried she tried to fight and defend herself but no, she did a bad job. But anyways, then they start talking about Mickey Rourke hands. So for those of you who don't know, Mickey Rourke hands is Tom's mother. In one of the episodes this season, he goes, you should feel my mom's hands or like Mickey Rourke's hands, which a follower of mine pointed out to me that Grace and Frankie on Netflix season seven, episode 10. I haven't gone and watched it yet, but they think that Sandoval ripped off this joke from that show, and I still need to go back and check it out. Let me write it down in my Sandoval notebook, Grace and Frankie. Because it was kind of random, right? Like, why is he talking about Mickey Rourke's hands? So, basic, basic all around, this man. Basic, basic. So, apparently, he says, yeah, I told my mom, oh, they met, and... They're trying to say that they never spent Christmas together or whatever. Meanwhile, we all know that she went out there in December. It was like December 27th or something. And there's a picture. So we just don't know how much Mickey Rourke hands was 
complicit in all of this. And don't forget, she hasn't said one word publicly, obviously, but then also she hasn't said not a single word to Ariana. So crazy, so crazy. Wow, 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 wow. So then I think the next part is... Um, Um, okay, I'm going to move on. I think, like, basically they're just talking about their future together, and she gets one last, like, apology, but it was, she didn't even say anyone's name. She's just like, I'm sorry, you know, to anyone I heard, and Brock's like, why don't you say the names? And Sheena's like, yeah, where's my apology? Um, but then I think it's that's the end of her her time on stage and Ariana's like you know skedaddle but then we see Tom and Raquel together in the back so weird the first thing she does is like try to like help him with his face something was on his face as if she's like taking on this like wifely type of role or motherly type of, I don't know it was weird it was weird Especially after what they all just went through. Like, he clearly lied. She probably found out more lies as she's up there on stage. But then, you know, she's saying I was brutal. He's saying, like, oh, you did a lot better than me. And they seem so calm about this. It's, like, weird. And this is where she's, she starts to, like, seem like she's having a little bit of, of emotion. She's like, I just feel like when it's all put in front of us, it's really hard to you know, accept that we've done this and I don't want to be this person. And her body language, you can see, is like she is just so meek. And I don't know. It's And all Tom says is, I know that really sucks. He's such a dupe. Uh, he's like, it's really hard that all these people think we're the most evilest, per evilest people ever. And that we're like compulsive liars. Like you are, dude. And he says, oh my God, this is very telling. It's like, how do we not lie about this? Just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it so you don't have to lie. <sighs> Just gross, 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 gross. Um, but then, you know, Raquel goes, talking about, James, she goes, his comment about Allie being an upgrade got me. And then she starts giggling. She's like, she is at this point. But then too soon, Tom Sandoval just starts busting out laughing. And the two of them seem maniacal in this moment. Look at this laughter. He's like healed over from laughter. Ugh, it was just gross. Look, the smiles. Ugh. But then, you know, she leaves. Shayna comes back. See, I'm going to skip ahead. Okay, so Shayna calls, 
or Shanna comes back. Andy asks Shanna, like, you saw everything from the trailer. What did you think? And Shanna calls her a sociopath. She's like, not one single tear, but she can, she cries over aging out of pageants, but she doesn't have any emotions during this. And I agree. Like, that part is really scary to me. Um, Andy asks final thoughts. Short says he doesn't think he'll ever get married again. Like, there's a 5% chance. And he's sure he'll fall in love many times. Whatever, Shorts. Um, Katie, she doesn't know if she'll get married again. If she does, she's not going to have a wedding. And, you know, maybe she she just wants to, like, build a family with somebody, I guess. And maybe she's okay with being, like, the fun aunt. She's not feeling very, like, maternal. Like, she wants to have a baby. And she's talking about maybe I'll have, like, a new hot young guy every month or whatever. And I love that for Katie. Tom, he goes and fake fake cries to Ariana, saying sorry and, like, saying he's going to cheer her on or whatever. And Ariana's just like, I don't care. I forgot to mention, before that scene, before Shana comes back, Lisa is in the back area with Tom kind of coaching him on like how to redeem himself and a lot of people were getting upset about this they're like how gross like she's telling him what to do and like I don't think she was telling him what to do to like get out of it in that moment I think she was really trying to be like you have to understand that you hurt people and you have not shown any empathy and if you want to rectify this, you need to take accountability. And, like, I don't know. I didn't feel like she was coaching him in a malicious way. I felt like she was she was definitely coaching him, but it was, like, I felt like to help him, not to, like, hurt him or anyone. Um, but then, obviously, we go and, you know, it's over. It's very somber. And then, the last five minutes, six days later, Raquel sat down for her final interview of the season. I don't know how the producers do this. I don't know if this is producer Jerry, a.k.a. Jeremiah the showrunner, but I don't know. You have to kind of be a little bit of a sociopath to be a producer, too, right? Because, like, how do you... These I could I don't know if I could ask these questions knowing the truth and knowing how this girl may be severely damaged, not just like already to begin with, but on top of it with Tom Sandoval and his manipulation and like she's clearly in pain. Like I don't know if I could just do an interview like this, like in this setting. I feel like you'd have to be like, okay, let's hold hands. <laughs> like, tell me the truth, you know? And instead he's just like, all right, you might as well tell everyone why, what's, what's wrong with one more thing. And you might as well. It just felt like really, I don't know. But uh, she's saying, I don't want to lie anymore, even though she clearly is still lying. Um, she said, even though the worst is out, I'm still finding myself having to lie about timeline things because don't forget, Tom Sandoval was very set on making sure that everyone knew that they had only hooked up one time and that it makes a huge difference whether they were like sleeping together actively versus like had a one night stand and were on a break from it or whatever, which is not even the case. But, um, and like the rest of the world and everyone who Tom Sandoval gaslights, like it does, 
it doesn't matter if it happened one time or was happening multiple times. It hurts more, I think, if it was happening multiple, multiple times. But it doesn't matter at this point. Like, it's hurtful to continue to be lied to, I feel like. So you might as well just come clean. So then, you know, they're like, you definitely <laughs> maintain some untruths, some lies at the reunion. Why did you do that? She says he feels like it would be less hurtful to say that, you know, this wasn't going on for so long. <sighs> Producer says, by what point was it like a regular thing? Like while we were still filming? And she's like, mm-hmm. Then she describes the second time was in Mexico. This explanation was like so dumb. Like saying, I told him we can't, but then one night he was drunk and I let him in my room and that was the second time. And I don't even think that was the second time. Um, so then she confesses that they were intimate multiple, multiple, multiple times in Mexico. And there's a never before scene from one of those episodes in Cancun that I will repost where Tom comes back. He's in the room with Ariana and Ariana points out his boner. <laughs> I feel so silly like mentioning this, but it is kind of important, right? Like. Because he didn't make any advances towards her when she, on the other side, was saying, like, now I get to finally hang out with Tom. And it's just like, oh, 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 oh. So then, you know, Raquel is saying, basically, confirming that it was a regular thing since Mexico. She's like, I don't know when it would happen, but it definitely picked up more speed after wrapping filming. Then they asked, did you spend time with his family? She said they've met. Um, and they asked about St. Louis again. And she lied and said no. But here we go. December 29, 2022, she, her and Tom are in St. Louis. So she's like, so you've never, or the producer's like, you've never been. She goes, I can't recall. No. Oh, my God, this girl. And then the producer says, I mean, you're telling me everything with your face and your actions. Like, I'm reading it on you. And she goes, I know I have a really bad poker face. He's like, so you might as well just say it. She's like, yeah, it freaking happened. I definitely felt really guilty. She wanted to tell her, ate her alive, whatever. She even suggested, like, maybe they become a throuple. That was weird. She goes, God, he's going to kill me. See, this is like where I started to feel like she is a Manson, Charles Manson cult follower. Like she has the same personality traits or characteristics that one would have if they were to fall into a cult. And I don't even want to say Tom Sandoval is a cult leader because I feel like he's a wannabe cult leader. But so then they talk about the night at or the night they went in the jacuzzi, and she said, he goes, did you guys hook up that night? And she says, no. He goes, you look different. She said, he asked me to not disclose all this information. She says she feels like she only has him, and she's scared to betray him because then she has nobody. That's when the producer's like, this is the part that I was like, 
kind of grossed out about. He's like, you already came clean about the timeline, right? So it's like, you ripped the Band-Aid off, like, what's one more detail? It's like, ugh, felt kind of gross. She goes, we've, like, it's one story that we've agreed on getting straight. And I know that the reason why Tom wanted to lie about it is because it's a really bad look to hook up with someone's boyfriend in their own house when they've gone out of town, especially for like a funeral of all things. Then she's crying. I'm sick of lying. I hate it. It's horrible. And then the last scene, look, they wrote Raquel sighs deeply sobs. They're like literally the... The audio is her sobbing in this moment. Whew. I mean, okay, as far as the big reveal, I would say this isn't like a huge reveal. The only, and then after watching this, I'm like, why wouldn't they want to film? I don't understand. Why did the producer say that? But now I realize it's Raquel and Sandoval who may not want to film and they may need to convince them because Sandoval is just finding out through this episode that Raquel turned on him or like didn't corroborate his stories. So now he's got to, from his standpoint, he's got to either like come up with new stories or decide to come clean or like maybe start taking accountability. I don't know. This man is out here just touring with his karaoke band and it's hard to watch. I feel like he may be in a state of psychosis or something. Like he has just been going on as if nothing has ever happened. And it's weird to me. Like someone do a wellness check on Tom Sandoval because he is not well. Um, but for Raquel, apparently she's been in a mental facility for like 70 days now. <sighs> Dude, it's not worth it if you got to, like, go to a mental facility for that long. Like, I also heard um, her father, well, I think Shana was saying, like, her father's kind of like a stage dad. I don't know if this is true, but I kind of get this sense that, like, Raquel, I don't know. I think she's been controlled her whole life, and she doesn't know how to just be a human being like a normal adult who makes their own decisions but I also find it so weird that like her father got so mad at James for not wearing his hiking boots but then he Raquel's dad is the one who let his daughter just go and move in with James after college and let James take care of her financially for like five years but James is the bad guy like this doesn't make any sense to me. Why wouldn't you teach your child how to be independent so she doesn't have to rely on a guy or a pageant or, like, am I crazy? I don't get this. It's weird. But let's move on. I'm going to move on to the watch party now. And I got a few pictures, so let me just switch out my album here. Watch party, watch party. Okay, so Wednesday, I went to the city. I got all of my Blazy Susan cones prepped. I wanted to 
share with others even though it was super smoky outside it looked like the end of the world the sky was like orange and it was really creepy looking but um yeah so I had a bunch of little pre-rolls that I was giving out but then I found out later on a bunch of them fell out in my bag so I didn't even get a chance to give them all out which I was super bummed about but I took the train down with Martinis with Eddie. Um, I don't think anyone cares about these selfies. But uh, I just loved being back in the city. I used to live in the city. I lived in Chicago for a while. I used to work out in San Francisco. I used to live in Jersey and go into the city all the time. I live in upstate. I'm only like two and a half hours north. I used to go into the city and stay overnight once a week with my old job. Um... I miss it but at this watch party they it was so cute like Bravo definitely spent some money on this as they probably should since this show is doing the best right now but even their cocktails they had like this little Bravo like edible thing you could eat I guess or drink in your drink I didn't get that because I don't drink alcohol but they, it was so cute. All the decor and everything was cute. Everything was themed. They had like, it's all happening. They had um, their drink menu. They had a pumptini. Pumptini! Which is vodka, grapefruit juice, orange liqueur, lime juice, and raspberries. The revenge dress is a Blanco tequila, lime, pink grapefruit, and soda. Galaxy Lights is Pea Blossom Gin, Elderflower Tonic, and Peach Bitters. And then my drink of choice, I drank three of these that night, Little Mocky Mock. It's Honey, Ginger, Lemon, White Peach, and Jasmine Soda. It was so, so good. Ugh, I loved it. So, okay, let me talk about the watch party first. Um, uh, when I walked in, I first saw Caduce. Go follow him on Instagram. He does really hilarious cartoon videos with the audio from Bravo shows. We love it. It's so funny. And he just has really good energy. Um, I got a chance to take a picture with Shayna and Brock. Prima Donald. He works for Bravo on the social team. He was hosting. There's Martinis with Eddie. As you can see, I'm wearing my diabolical demented subhuman track pants go get yours now at problemblaze.com also my top the under or the just the white tank and then the pearl and embellished transparent top those are all on my amazon store so you can go check those out but Jax was there so got a picture with Jax. also lori I need to like do a deep dive on her because I met her. She was wonderful. Um, Larry from Bravo by Gaze was there as well. They had like these fun little interactive photo booth things. And I hate, I don't know how to pose. Like I'm not a model. I got to work on that. Um, but then when you were there or when we're there, on the top floor, they had um, the VIP area. That's where, like, Jax, Brittany, Shayna, Brock, Lala, they all were up there. Um, and then, you know, special guests. I think I saw S.E. Cup was there. Who else did I see? Um, did I see any others? 
I didn't see so many people at the actual watch party, which was fun. They had a DJ. We were dancing. They had like the um, step and repeats for people to take pictures. They had food and I thought it was really fun. Afterwards, we went out to um, a bar and that's where, you know, everyone minus Brittany and Lala, Sheena and Brock were there. Um, Jax was there for a little bit, but then also we got people from Summer House who showed up. So this is not everyone, but I'll show you real quick. We have Amanda, we have the cast from Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. We have Brian Benny in this picture, Danielle, Lindsay Hubbard was there, Daisy from Below Deck Sailing, Luke Gulbrinson was there. Who else? I'm trying to think, but, um... Yeah, it was fun. So I didn't want to like take pictures with them. Like I felt kind of weird about that because we were just hanging out at the bar. But um, something did happen. It's a little tea for you. So I'm a Lindsay Hubbard stan. I have not watched the last season of Summer House, but I've heard very polarizing comments of people being like, you know, not liking Lindsay or whatever. I... Don't know what's going on, but I am a Lindsay Hubbard stan through and through. That's where I stand as of today from watching prior seasons. I also met her at BravoCon, and she was very nice to me. We took a picture together. Um, we've talked in DMs before, and I've had nothing but pleasant experiences with her, okay? So imagine I am a Lindsay Hubbard stan. I'm with my friends, fellow Bravo content creators, and I'm just standing there. I don't drink alcohol, so I'm sober. Well, I like smoke weed, but whatever. That doesn't count, really. Um, but I see everyone. I'm just like kind of just like look. I don't know. I didn't want to like bum rush anyone and be like, oh, my God. So I just was chill. I don't know. I was just taking it all in and um at one point, I'm standing at the bar. I think I was getting like a club soda. And the other Bravo content creators that were there came up to me like really intense looking. And I was like, what's going on? They're like, oh, my God, you wouldn't believe this. One of them went up to Lindsay to introduce themselves. And I, I was not there during this interaction. I was at the bar. But, and I won't repeat what happened, but I guess there was some kind of conflict. All I know is what I'm going to say is all the people that came over who were there, they all had the same story. They all looked visibly disturbed and a little shook. Like they've never experienced something like that in their lives. Like I actually, I felt bad for my friends. I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Like it seemed like they were accosted, you know? And, um, I'm not saying they were, I don't, I did not see the actual interaction, but, um, I guess this is like playing out on Reddit now. <laughs> and I guess Lindsay said something like, you know, I'm a human being or whatever. Like she was sticking up for herself. I don't know the exact words, but then since it got to Reddit and on social media, Daisy was sticking up for Lindsay and said, I was with Lindsay the entire night. And 
I was with Lindsay the entire night and I didn't see anything like that happen. I just want to say, again, I was not drinking and I'm not trying to shame anyone, but Daisy did seem like she was a little bit intoxicated. And while I do think that Daisy believes that she didn't see anything, I think she didn't see anything because she wasn't there when that happened. Like, I don't know. That's all I want to say. Essentially, they when they came up to me after this interaction occurred, they said, um, basically, she was not kind to them. So that's like the tea that's going on, the drama that's happening. But back to me. Just kidding. But yeah, no, not kidding. Because really, back to me. <laughs> I had a really good time. Like I said, I didn't want to go up to anyone just because I don't know. I just, I wasn't feeling like there's different energy in the room. There's like, those who see a Bravo lab and go immediately up to them and they're like, oh my God, la la la. And they just like pounce on them. And I just like, it wasn't BravoCon, So I didn't feel like that was appropriate. And I just wanted to like chill. So I didn't like hang out with them and like talk to all of them directly, but I was like in the same space. And um, except for the Summer House, Martha's Vineyard cast members, I introduced myself to them um wanted to let them know about bravo and blaze how i built this platform to bridge a gap between mainstream pop culture media and the true cannabis industry as an extension of health and wellness and to educate people on you know cannabis the science behind ca cannabis as well as the history of prohibition and the war on drugs and the injustices in our country for over a century um so i got to and i have not seen summer house martha's vineyard yet so I didn't even know their names, but I introduced myself to them. We were talking, chatting about regular stuff, not like the show because I didn't watch. And I'm just like, you know, um, I, shoot, I forgot his name. One of them was telling me about his kid. Another one, um, we went, we shared a cab together and went to the box after which I didn't realize it was like a strip club variety show type of place. Um, and once I got there, then I was like, okay, I need to go home. <laughs> but I got to know them just from like, I don't know, a non Bravo type of view. Cause it was my first time meeting them. I haven't seen them on their show. And I felt like, Oh my gosh, this might be really interesting to now watch their show. Cause I haven't, all the shows that I've ever watched and have talked about on my podcast have been shows that I've watched from afar and then maybe met some of these Bravo lebs after this is the first time I'm meeting the Bravo Lebs first, and now I'm going to go watch the show. And like I said in the beginning of this podcast episode, I am wrapping up Vanderpump Rules once this last episode comes out, and then I'm going to be focusing on Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Um, so this should be interesting. I'm kind of nervous about it. Like I feel like this shift in parasocial relationship to like, acquaintance type of relationship or like I don't know how to describe it but it's gonna change the way I like I'm influenced obviously because I hung out with them and even after I was like trying to digest everything and I'm like I really like those guys like I don't know if this how this is gonna affect me 
watching their show. So stay tuned for that. Um, what else happened that night? Anything else happened that night? It was a fun time. I hope that they do more watch parties like that in the future. Oh, Jax at one point came downstairs and was um, behind the bar doing shots on camera. I mean, he was in go mode and props to him. I also, because I gave him a little gift, some of my pre-rolls, because I did promise that I would give him some. So, yeah, let me see. I'm going to check the chat. What's going on? Janine, where is everyone? <laughs> Michelle. Michelle says, not enough time on that for sure. I think she's talking about the Halloween costume. Wasn't that when her team said her IG got hacked? Yeah. So, talking about how Raquel's Halloween stories were up on her highlights, I think she tried to, they tried to explain why she only had that one up because she got hacked or something. I'm not buying it. That was grody, says Michelle. Sammy Cakes. Is this the live that was just an IG? <laughs> yes, this is the same live. So I have to go live on multiple, when I go live on multiple platforms, I can't go live to Instagram while I go live to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter because the platform that I use doesn't allow that capability. So I have my phone behind my laptop and I go live on both. But the reason why I tell people to come to YouTube is because we have this interactive chat and we have visuals like I've shown already. Um, what else? Oh my God, him mocking James was cringe. Oh, when Sandoval was like, multiple, multiple, multiple. I'm James Kennedy. I swear to God, my mind went instantly to 22 Jump Street when the psychology teacher is like, y'all like psychology? Tracy Morgan. <laughs> no, dude. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that was alive in IG. I wish you would say I get it, but I want to know. You can go on Reddit and look at what, because the content creators that this actually happened to, I think they're spilling all. It's in Reddit, on Instagram stories, and like I said, like I didn't hear it firsthand, what Lindsay Hubbard said, but I, I mean, the conviction that they had, the fact that they all had the same story makes me believe that it did happen, but as a Lindsay Hubbard stan, I'm like, no way, and then I was like, I'm going to go say hi, and they're like, no, don't. I was like, why? I, but I like her and like, we don't have an issue. And they like kind of scared me out of it. So I didn't. <laughs> but Danielle was there. She was super friendly. Amanda was there. She was super friendly. Um, also, I think there was someone else from below deck, but I didn't recognize him because I've been slacking on my below deck. But uh, that's it for today. Don't forget, we have one more bonus footage episode on Peacock being released this week. Make sure you check all the links in the show notes for more Scannable content. I have my Spotify music playlist with, like, Good as Gold, James Kennedy's music, the theme music from Vanderpump Rules. I also have a Spotify playlist for Scannable Ancillary Podcast, so 
Sheena's, Lala's, Jackson Brittany's, Kristen's, The Vile Files, all of them. Um, but also, we're going to continue with Scandaval with, we have merch, we have different experiences, our Scandaval trauma bonding group. Don't forget to sign up there because there is a lot more that we're going to be unpacking. I think this, maybe I'm rebranding to Scandaval for life. I don't know. What do you guys think? What should I do? <laughs> all right well thank you all for joining make sure you follow subscribe and turn on notifications so you can be updated when we go live for bravo and blaze again subscribing reviewing sharing liking and leaving a five-star rating is incredibly appreciated and helps the show to continue to grow see you next time stay lit fam